McGregor wins silverware and promises to show off in a packed out tin castle. One thing's for sure, Robbie Nielsen certainly won't be. <laughs> My name is Jarvie and I'm joined this week by Simon, Hammy and Parry. Together we are the Broken Hearts Club Band. Now, we are coming to you immediately following the full-time whistle at our 2-1 defeat at the hands of Brora Rangers. What the fuck, boys? How, how are you feeling? Uh, fuck off, hearts. Like, what, that's now us out of the Scottish Cup and the League Cup to... What, was it Aloha? Aloha? Was it? Yeah. Beat us in the League Cup. And now we've just been put out by Blue Rangers and Scottish Cup. I didn't think it could actually get lost in Allah putting us at the League Cup, but here we are. Um, it's so annoying because realistically, I know obviously we're going to win the championship, but uh, I, you know, at the end of the day, I don't really care. That's just that was always going to happen. The Scottish Cup is realistically and the League Cup are only real opportunities at silverware, and I was looking forward to going on a nice Scottish Cup run. It's something to look forward to. It's all been shattered. Aye, if we look at Rangers, <laughs> if we look at the context, it's even more disgusting that they've had one competitive game. The last one was what seventy-one days ago. They had a warm-up game mm-hmm. against a a part-time team. Aye, and they just shouldn't have been anywhere near us on our worst day. Um, and th- I think this just goes beyond players' performance now because it doesn't seem whoever. Is starting in that squad. Whoever starts in any lineups for Hearts right now, they just don't seem bothered. They're talking about how, oh, wait till the seventieth odd minute. Brora, Brora will get tired and we'll and we'll start to see more of Hearts. Brora looked fitter than us at the end. Yeah, you could say so. We just weren't trying at the end. There's no urgency. There's no passion. There's no commitment. There's no thought of trying to get the ball up front quick as possible. We played one striker against Brora. When we've been doing quite well with two up until our growth. Mm-hmm. Just don't get it. A completely new back four, which was semi-enforced, but didn't necessarily have to be a brand new back four of players who have never played together. Mm-hmm. Just don't know what the fuck's going on, man. It's weird. I don't know you what you mentioned about you know Boyce. Because obviously he wasn't meant to be there for international duty. He's just had a bear and you know, he gets dragged all the way up to Barora to sit on the bench for 45 minutes, which, I mean, I'd imagine he's probably a bit pissed off himself going all that way after a newborn. But then just, like you say, just why are we, the way that we're playing at the moment, why are we expecting to be able to just walk over Barora with one striker up front, changing everything? It's just madness. You know, we, we really needed a win the night. This was probably our best chance to get a good, convincing 4 5 0 win. And we just played shockingly bad. Um, again, so there's no excuses at all. The commentators were even talking about that Hearts, oh, this is a bad performance. Hearts look really slow in the build up. They don't look like they're desperately trying to get the ball up the park to the final third at all. Don't know what's wrong with them tonight. And I just thought, oh, this is Hearts every fucking week. No matter who we play in, we, we play out to the centre-back, we'll play out to the full-backs, we'll pass it into Andy Irvin, he'll pass it back to the full-backs, he'll inevitably just boot a ball at the park or boot a ball up to Nandwili or 
boys by themselves and nothing will happen. No, it's like, especially away from home, it's almost like we've got some curse. Like, you're playing against Brora Rangers, why can't you go and control a game? Yeah. Against the Highland League side. You could essentially... You could essentially just play two centre-backs and everyone else push up the park, pretty much. We'll we'll go on to to speak about our our stinking centre-backs and defence in general shortly. Um, I I was going to say, you're being awfully quiet, Paddy. The people that want to hear you especially, (laughs) what you've got to say in this low of lows. I genuinely didn't think that there could be anything that'd be more murder than being stuck inside for a year. But (laughs) (laughs) then there's... I'm in the football club. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, it's just as well. We're stuck inside our houses. Can you imagine if we just got beat? Imagine you travelled all the way up there. Oh, on a, Tuesday. Just got beat on a Tuesday night. Two days off your work, probably. <laughs> I, they, they are lucky because Tynecastle can be a toxic place at the best of times, so I can only imagine how fucking shite it would be right now. And Nielsen's lucky that he's not getting the wrath because very few times do folk actually deserve the toxicity at Tynecastle. But Nielsen deserves it. He deserves a good boo. Oh, aye. 100%. Folk make mistakes. Nielsen is continuing to make the same mistake over and over again. Mm -hmm. He's expecting the same results from... uh, Different results, sorry, from the same players. And that, that's all on him. Yeah, and there's players too, you know, at this stage. Well, Hammy, I think you, or was it you, Simon? It's current, the current squad, it's eight out of the 11 you're talking are, are Nielsen's players. Maybe not tonight because of the international duty and stuff, but on average you're talking eight out of a starting 11 now are Nielsen's players. Yeah, so that was against our broth there. Um, I think somebody sort of mentioned on Twitter that, you know, Nielsen just needs time to rebuild the squad. He's still dealing with Craig Levine's dead wood and all that. But yeah, eight players that started um, on Saturday when we drew um, were were signed when Nielsen was in charge. Now, obviously, Gordon was already coming through, but you would have played him anyway. And the other players were Michael Smith, Liam Boyce and Andy Irvin. So again, he's... He inherited those three players. You would always play them, though, and then he's filled the, the rest of the team with players that he's signed. The biggest piece of <sighs> um, Levine's deadwood that Hearts are dealing with right now is Robbie Nielsen. <laughs> like, and I'm being serious. Like, we've literally just swapped an an older Craig Levine for a younger one. He's learned everything from him. It's the same negative defensive football. We've been here before with Nielsen as well. That's the strangest thing. Aye, we knew this was coming. I, I mean, I always wanted to give him a shot because when he came in, I thought, well, well he has he has got more experience. He, he's learned a lot more. And you'd, you'd expect if he's managing at, like what MK Dons and then Dundee United, you'd hope he was learning while he was, he was doing this. Yeah. Come back a better manager from it. Yeah, but it just seems to be more of the same, doesn't it? No, oh, it seems a, a complete replica of himself. <clears throat> and I think it's easy to forget. I mean, it's a funny one when Nielsen left. He left us in second place in the Premier League. It was just absolutely awful stuff week in, week out. Like, terrible to watch. And um, going on that, Jarvis, I, 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 over, obviously over the weekend I was on Twitter and kept back and things a lot, just to try and gauge Hearts fans' reactions. And, and that kept coming up. It was, wow, he'll get top six next season. They've done it last time. He, and, and it was this sort of, oh, we're walking the league. It's fine. We'll, we'll we'll get in there. We'll sign new players again and we'll, we'll get top six. And it, it just, it blows my mind that 
fans that have watched this all season seem to think that we're going to stroll into the top next top six next season um, just because he done it five years ago. And there's a clear blueprint on how to beat Robbie Nielsen's hearts and Broader Rangers have just showed it there. Just let us have the ball and counter-attack against us and we just absolutely crumble. Yeah. Yep. There's a clear blueprint on how hearts have been run for the last five to six years as well. Go back to the well, get an old Scottish player or an old hearts manager, bring <laughs> them back in and they're not as successful as they were before. Mm-hmm. It's happened so many times. I'm close to just suspending all, all opinions on the, the current player um, playing staff at uh, Hearts just based on the coaching. I I was going to bring that up because um, I know Mekinef certainly getting a lot of abuse at the moment because of how he's been playing, but I genuinely think he's a much better player than how he's being utilised. Mm-hmm. Um, he played well in the Europa League this season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like he's not a bad player. We paid money for him. Um, what was the team that he left again? Was Shamrock. Same? Shamrock. Hundred grand. Yeah, the uh, the fans there were quite gutted to see him go, and they were quite confused as why he would leave them and come to Hearts because they thought he was maybe better, or they thought staying at Shamrock was maybe a better option for him. So it's all positive signs. And then mm-hmm. he's got good energy, and he's clearly a good player, and he, he does do things that I like, but. I just think the coaching and the instructions and the formations, there doesn't seem to be a consistent formation even when we set up on the park in a formation that we use all the time. People seem to be out of position. It just seems a bit of a mess. I couldn't really tell you what what formation we finished in tonight and I know we were losing, but it was like a two at the back, then Andy Irvin at the halfway line and everyone else just kind of hanging around the box. Simon, I couldn't even tell you who was playing right back tonight. (laughs) Okay. Nuts. I feel sorry for Halkett. Like he struggled. Um, he was. Why would you play a, a proper defender in an attacking position in a game like that? Because right back in a, in a situation like that is an extra winger. So why would you put a centre back there? Play play Halkett as a third centre back and just play two wingers as your fullbacks. Yeah, that's what that's when I saw the team. That's how I thought they were going to line up because that seemed most logical. But then yeah. Robin Nielsen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought I honestly thought we were going to see Castaneda at wing back, something like I, that. Yeah, I something think that would have been better. Yeah, like but do you not think this comes crap? But it's... do you not think this comes down to bad recruiting? Oh, like, I. We've we've normally did a backup for Michael Smith when the transfer window was still open, and he did nothing about it. There were strong yeah. rumours of loads of players coming in, so so you assume that they tried and maybe something just didn't work. But then you just, if you get past the, that point of the when the window shuts, you've just got to pick up a free agent from somewhere that that can just fill a number and, if needs be, playing games like this. Mm-hmm. And we uh, knew exactly. we knew in January that these internationals were coming up, and Michael Smith wouldn't be here. Yep. This this so, wasn't okay. a surprise. It's not like an injury. If it was an injury, yeah. you could maybe go, yeah. right, shit, it's a bit of bad luck, but. Yeah. So shocker. So the commentary team summed it up in the end. It really hit home for me when they said that was probably the biggest Scottish Cup upset in history of the Scottish Cup. And it must be, eh? It must be up there. Do they have any pro players, Brora? No, no. 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 So yeah. their combined wage is probably the, boy, the same. Uh, one of the boys he had a, a class name, uh, something Gamble. What was his first name? It was called. <laughs> no idea. Uh, he's uh, like a Scotland under 18s player. He just got like let go from Inverness Academy. 
you know, and that's like who they are really promising and promoting through Brora. You know, other than that, all those boys will be doing that all part time. Every one of them, part time management, whole shebang. They probably they've probably all just come off their shift today as well. They've worked Why? all day. The hearts have been off at a hotel all night. Nice rested night. They've just finished the nine till five. Bumped us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hearts probably had a wee presentation on how to pass the ball between the fullback and the centre back, <laughs> then back to the fullback. <laughs> Fucking arseholes. We spent Listen. nine million and nine million. Is it a month? A year. A year. <laughs> a year on wages. Right. Let, let's get to the the hearts of the matter here. Robbie Nielsen. Well, first of all, we've just been beat away to Brora Rangers, a club like Hearts. I would say, in all honesty, 90% of managers in Scottish football would lose their jobs for that. I'd have been four and one at half time. No. Fuck think, off, Robbie. I think in the context as well, I, I mean, these things happen. Teams, you get these banana skins and, and whatever, and there's always cup sets as they're, they're coined, and, oh, it's the spirit of the cup competition, and you want to see an upset... But really, it's just it comes down to whether you can be professional or not in those situ- situations, and whether you can just deal with the task at hand. and And that starts with Robbie Nielsen setting the tone through training and and picking a squad that's going to go win it and clear instructions on how to win the game. Mm-hmm. You can't just put players on the park and hope that they do something. Yeah, I uh, the problem with I agree with what you're saying, but what you also said is. We sort of expected this could happen as well. And see, when you're expecting something like this to happen, I think that's time to go. Like, yeah, definitely. This, this was awful. Yeah, it was dreadful. So, are, are we all, all four of us, are we all Nielsen out? I don't see the point in keeping it. My old argument was to keep him to the end of the season because there's no point in getting someone else right now. See, see what happens and then get someone in for the summer. Now, I just think you might as well get someone in now mm-hmm. so they can get used to the playing squad and see what happens because we're not going to lose the league for here. I'm pretty sure we could take over as management. And <laughs> the other teams the other teams in the league would just beat themselves that we would still go through. I, I agree with that. We're on 46 points right now and I don't think any other team is going to get 46 points. I don't think we need to play another game to win this league the way that the rest of them are playing. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, no, I was the same as you, Simon. Keep them for just continuity purposes. But now it's like one hundred percent don't want him next season. Let somebody else come in and uh, try and rebuild again. Every time we got a new manager, we need to rebuild because we let it go on too long, and we we we've sat and complained about how long living got. Let's bite the bullet now. Just get rid of him because uh, it's not worth it anymore. I totally agree. Like and. Get rid of most of these players as well. And this I know has we're been saying the management. It's down to the management, but most a lot of the players haven't shown anything either. So get them out the fucking door and all. But that's why you bring in a manager now to see which one of them are badly coached and which one of them are not very good. Well, let's move on to that. Every second tweet this evening is about Mister Alex Neil. Well, I guess first of all, we we better ask the question. We all think Nielsen. We'd be happy. We wouldn't be sad to see Nielsen go tonight. Put it that way. Yeah. Do you think that is going to happen? Do you think this is going to force Budge into a position where she has to seriously consider getting shot off Nielsen? People no. were people were protesting when Craig Levine at the stadium when Budge was there. 
They were really, really protesting. And it didn't make a difference. So she can just go home, turn her phone off, not look at Twitter or anything, don't even know if she's got Twitter, and just think, well, it's fine, we're going to get promoted. That was the task that I set him. Night-night. There was uh, mentioned in an interview a few weeks back, and she was going on about how, you know, this is a project, they'll be here for couple of years to see it through and everything and, and how about his only task was to get us promoted that sort of when she'd done that it struck me with a bit of fear but now at this point I'm like shit I think you're right Simon I think it will just be a case of we're 16 points clear you know what, you know what? it's a doggy dog world right I might just email her and go I'll get us promoted for here on <laughs> half Nielsen's salary <laughs> there's some fucking money saved um that's a shocker. I think, see, that hammy, uh, that hammy, that interview hammy, um, just the fact that Anne Budge commented on it, I thought was interesting. I thought it was the first, you know, showing off concern. You know, she didn't have to even discuss it. She could have d- dismissed it entirely. So she's aware that there's issues. You know, people aren't overly happy with performances, albeit we've only, what, lost three, drawn three in the league. But we're now pumped out of the League Cup by Aloha and the Scottish Cup by Bora Rangers. You know, that escalates things a lot here. I do wonder if this is really going to put Budge in a position where she has to seriously consider things at this stage early on. Was it you who was saying that Robbie Nielsen hasn't won a knockout tie in 90 minutes since 2016? That's right. Yep. In 90 minutes. Unbelievable. And I mean, they only put that asterisk on it is because he did beat Hibs in the semi-final, which was quality. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, one knockout game in five years yeah. not no really great very concerning considering we're a club where you know your your, act- your absolute top goals are to ideally win the league cup and the scottish cup every year and get third in the league in the premier league you know <laughs> to get pumped out by Aloha and Brora and for Nielsen's record now to 2016 it's terrible and that'll go until 2022 now can you see there been any knockout? Is there knockout League Cup knockout games before the year? I don't know if they've decided yet. Or like uh, cup final dates. Well, the, when's the League Cup normally meant to be? Because you get the group stages, but does the knockout stage start before Christmas? I do not know, actually. Well, when did we get knocked out by Aloha, do you mind? Because <laughs> that was the fucking first knockout stage. It was like no, it was like November or something like that, was it? Not? Aye, I feel like October. it must have been. It must have been. Aye. Everything's fucked because of COVID. I don't know. My head scrambled. We just got beat by. <laughs> um, right. Already mentioned Alex Neil. What do you reckon? Say Nielsen. Say there's a, a club statement at eleven o'clock this evening. Robbie Nielsen's handed his resignation in. Who are you wanting in? Every second tweet saying Alex Neil. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say something here. And it's to a lot of Hearts fans. You need to fucking screw your fucking head on if you're wanting Derek McInnes. Fuck off. <laughs> it's just same old shit. Alex Neil, is, I think, would be slightly different, but I'm still not that, not that interested in it. Hmm. I honestly don't know at the moment who I'd take. But n- not, don't want any of those three, to be honest. As long as they weren't uh, ex-player or ex-manager or pals with people yes. at the club already, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Well, that, that's the problem, Alex Neil, because he is obviously in, in cahoots, you could say, with Joel Savage. But it's different because he's not a job for, for boys. He's not John McGlynn 
Gary Locke, Craig Levine, Robbie Nielsen. Like, put an asterisk next to Daniel Stendhal. It's been job, jobs for boys since Paolo Sergio. Aye, it feels like that. It also feels like... Well, what did Stendhal do to get fired so quickly when Nielsen and Levine got so many more chances? And it, it makes me think that although we do hire the boys boys for the jobs and all that, do they maybe get a bit longer as well? Is Nielsen going to get longer than maybe anyone else would just because his pals? Yeah, mm. I think so. He's a known entity, but he's a safe option. He always has been, um, like Levine was. Right, that's... It's just such a shame. Like, even if we go ahead now and win every game until the end of the season, like, even if we, so we're promoted and going into the summer, we find out we're all getting back into Tincastle for next season. Just going to have such a sour taste in our mouths all summer <laughs> going into the Premier League if it's Nielsen. Yeah, I, I honestly can't see anything happening between now and the end of the season that's going to change my opinion. I think if we won every game, I'd still just think, well, I know what's happening. I know what's coming, sorry, next. I know what's coming. And mm. it's going to be the great downfall. Yeah, Because we do go through miniature periods of, of doing quite well and winning games and you think, oh, I can I can see something building here. And then we play Arbroath and Barora, two of the hardest games in Scottish football. Mm-hmm. And we get fucking parked at the Scottish Cup. Shocker. It's good, I feel like we've... We've managed to vent. We've kind of let the lid off. <laughs> we can calm down a wee bit. Um, <laughs> well, we, we dissect the game a, a wee bit, shall we? Um, and just on a lighter note before we do, uh, I'm not sure if you've caught the, the pre-match build-up, but they had Gary Locke on board. 45-minute build-up <laughs> on the Broadish team. That's more than the BBC do. Uh, so they had Gary Locke on talking about the the 98 Cup final and the 5-1 final uh, when he was part of the coaching staff Uh, no idea why they were interviewing him (laughs) like it's absolutely no (laughs) relation with Drora or Highland football like just purely to appease Hearts fans Um, and they also had an interview with uh, Gary Mackay Stephen who's a local boy and his his big brother Stephen SMS uh, played for Broda himself so that was interesting. Um, but anyway, let's get to the, the shit, shall we? Would uh, would you just take Dick Campbell at hearts? I would. <laughs> I would for the laughs. I would take Dick Campbell at hearts and settle for 10th in the league every year for 10 years. I mean, our broth did just lose to Falkirk tonight, so they lost the lower league opposition as well. But I'd definitely take Dick Campbell. <laughs> bring, bring his brother with him as well. Just for the pie, definitely. Right, Simon, how did we, I guess it's a complicated one, how did that all shape up? So I think it was a 4-2-3-1 again um, with Ross Stewart, who had nothing to do but letting goals. Um, <laughs> Eddie White at left back, <laughs> Craig Halke right back, Peter yeah. Hannon and Berra, so that's two players at a position of four already. Um, and then we had McInef and Irvin as the centre mids with Castanier, Mackay Stephen, Jamie Walker as like a fluid three behind. What? How was the Baroda commentator saying it again? Gully. Nanguli. <laughs> behind Nandwili, um, who had a quieter game, but he was still trying. Um, and really, we just looked absolutely shite. Um, it kind of became sort of Haring and Berra just sitting back with 
uh, Irvin in front of them and everyone kind of ahead of them, which is it's nice to see everyone pushing up so much, but with no real idea, no real control on the ball. Brora broke one pass, right pass better. Harren's not not the fastest, both them on the turn, and they were in. And it kind of just went from bad to worse for there, really. And <laughs> um, we had to bring on Liam Boyce, who I'm not sure if he's even trained between Arbrothen today because obviously he was thought he was going on a national duty. His wife ended up giving birth. So I, I don't know how much training he'd done, but he's, he's our miles, by miles, our best player. And we just looked absolutely bereft of ideas until he came on at halftime for Castanier, who... Listen, I don't care where you've come from. If you can't play against, or where, where your coaching is, if you can't come on as a winger and play against Brora, what was the guy, the right-back was like a plumber? I don't know. Probably. I, I'm, sure, I'm sure they were saying he was a plumber. Um, if you can't give him a horrible night as a professional footballing winger who came, was it League One or the Championship in England? Supposedly a very high level. Mm-hmm. What can you do? When are you going to do it? Castanier's finished. He's he's on par with Freer. Um, <laughs> I I don't disagree with that. They're both shite. <laughs> Mad winger recruitment. Uh, it's unbelievable how bad it is. Like I don't know how you can get it so wrong with so yeah. many players. Surely you hit it with a couple, and they just haven't. No, no. Ginelli, I don't put Ginelli in that, but he was also he played forty five minutes for us or something and was good. <laughs> It's fucking embarrassing, man. It is. Um, Simon John Sutter was back on the bench. Was I, I don't know why. Um, yeah, to see to see him on the bench was good. I suppose it's probably just best to get him used to being in the sort of the match preparation again. Just little things like that, just to get him more comfortable. Yeah, even the pre-match warm-up. You know, yeah, all that sort of stuff. Um, I can't you imagine. Sp- sorry, sorry, Simon. But- no, go ahead. Do you think that Nielsen thought we might pump them and he was going to give Suter 20 minutes or something like that? Do you think that's why he was there? It just I'm, seems very strange that he's all of a sudden in that squad and it's against a part-time fifth-division team. Like that, <laughs> The only thing that makes sense is Nielsen thought we were going to pump them and he'd have put Suter on for, what, 15, 20 minutes? Yeah, it's got to be that or or what I just said about the, the getting used to the game time right. sort of stuff. It's got to be them because it's not like Popescu wasn't on the bench and why would you have two centre-backs on the bench in a game like uh, this? Exactly. Yeah, my thoughts exactly. Right. Um, but I did think that when we were losing 1-0 and I kind of thought, right, Liam Boyce is on, who could we bring on now? And I looked at the bench and I seen Ewan Henderson, Scott McGill, Elliot Freer. Two centre backs and a goalkeeper. Like mm. this is the third most expensive squad in Scotland. We've only got three players out on international duty. Mm-hmm. What's happening? Yeah, when if it's actually eight in total, but that was including Suter, who you got Naismith injured as well. Oh yeah, yeah just injuries as well. But um, why isn't there? Why isn't there any of the youth boys in there? This is Brora Rangers. I know they beat us, but we should be bringing some of the youth boys up and and going. I mean, you, you like you said, Paddy. You probably was planning that he was winning this game quite comfortably, which is embarrassing. But mm. if he was, why has he got two centre backs on the bench? Why has he got what three defenders? Mm. Well, no, sorry, Elliot Freer's a, a right mid. 
Well, <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. if, and if seriously, so he's a he's a football player. Yeah, uh, he's a man. Well, <laughs> he's, he's a human man. Yeah. Not to defend Nielsen. That's the last thing I'll do. Um, but because there's no reserve football, I'm not. I don't. I'm not sure if there's even academy games yet. I'm sure the academy games are just resuming now. That's why, like, literally everyone is on loan. You know, so there's there's not really much squad depth when you think about it. You know, there's so many boys out on loan just now. The actual squad's quite thin. I'd had some injuries in internationals into it, and we really were uh, the bones of our squad tonight, as you see for that bench. But that's no one's fault but Nielsen's part. Savages it wouldn't be fair to say it's Savages' fault, but you know Nielsen's had ample time to build a bigger squad, and it's not our fault he wanted to sign six shit wingers in the summer. <laughs> what, it's fucking like... broader Rangers, though. Yeah, get some of the Rangers. No, get some of the Rangers. No, no. <laughs> a team that hasn't played for 10 weeks and the one game they did play was against another part-time team. We can't use that as an excuse. We've got the third biggest wage bill in the league in all of the Scottish leagues. Fucking hell. Uh, <laughs> um, I skin, the first note I took of the game was uh, the fifth minute mark and it said, really good start. <laughs> the first <I> know. <laughs> We were texting saying, oh, we're not all, all over them. This all is all right. Them. This is going to be easy. Um, A.D. White, I think he ran out of steam after five minutes, but <laughs> A.D. White and GMS were dominating down that left flank, uh, firing tons of balls into our man. Not finding him, uh, which is probably an early indication of how things were going to go, but putting lots of crosses in. Uh, 11th minute, Simon. Uh, Broader Rangers scored. Uh, I, I genuinely missed the goal. I, I was literally just moving seats, getting ready for my dinner coming and missed it. And there was no replays. So please tell me. What I know. It's, it's difficult because I'm going on memory and my memory is a bit hazy. I'm completely sober. But um, <laughs> yeah, so it was uh, just a simple ball down the middle, cut out Bera and Haran. They were both far too far up the park and uh, it was a good finish. It was right in the corner. So I don't blame Stuart, but. He, I think he probably could have came out and closed it down a bit quicker. He's not the biggest goalkeeper, so you always worry that although these goalkeepers have great great reactions, there is something intimidating about a larger goalkeeper when he's closing you down. You, you think about it for a second and that's when they get the advantage. But aye. We're normally just going, oh, fuck, it's Craig Gordon. <laughs> aye, aye. But it's annoying because it was... There's a difference between playing high up against a team and controlling the ball and, and being able to cover... Counter-attacks, you see the best teams in the world do it all the time. You feel, you feel like a team's going to break out and lo and behold, the team's won the ball back, like Liverpool, Man City. And now I know these teams are much better than Hearts, but I feel like the gap between Hearts and Man City, or Hearts and Liverpool, is probably about the same between Hearts and Brora Rangers. Finance-wise, status-wise, whatever, whatever. So this is the things we should be doing. It's, it's almost as if Nielsen doesn't, we seem to lose goals on the counter-attack all the time. Why is it Nielsen drilling this into the players how to stop this? Either doesn't know and he needs to get out or he's no covering those those in training so he needs to get out. Mm-hmm. Paddy, who scored the goal? I fucking McCray's battalion. <laughs> <laughs> Like, if that's just rubbing salt into the wound, eh? Bloody <laughs> <laughs> McRae. I, I thought the McRae's both of them looked really good tonight. I know, yeah. I'd love to have a player like that. <laughs> to, to pay homage to Broder, like, they did play very well. You know what I mean? 
10 minutes, uh, 10 minutes, 10 weeks preparation or not, you know, they've not been able to get together legally anyway and train for this, nothing at all. And they've came out with a big scalp against us. You know what I mean? Just a, a tip of the hat to them for that one. Like, So have they been training for the last week or so or how long have they been training? Fortnite. Yeah, two fortnight, weeks. Okay. Mm-hmm. A fortnight and one game against the part-time team. And you know what as well? Like they played, even at 1-0 up, they were still attacking more than half of the championship teams we've played this season. They still left, you know, a couple of bodies up the park and they try to hit us on the break. Half these championship sides are just punting it out, you know, if they've got the leader, if they're settling at 0-0. So fair play to them. Yeah, what annoys me is the standard of the teams we're playing against isn't very good. I feel like this championship league, well, obviously without Hibs and Rangers, is so much worse than the one that we played in previously. Mm-hmm. But yet the performances have just been absolutely shocking. Hey. You know, um, as well tonight, just as an additional, Brora only had four listed subs tonight. They couldn't even field a full team. And uh, one of them was a 17-year-old substitute goalkeeper. <laughs> I, but we had eight injuries, Mohammed. Jeez. <laughs> uh, I, I take it there's no uh, statement yet, Hammy. I'd be interested to see what Nielsen's excuse is this week. If it is um, the, the ref, the pitch, yeah. the other team. down. He's instead of blaming so the pitch or anything, he's at he's he's somehow he's he's blaming uh, last season's team. Um, and saying that there's, uh, I'll, re- I'll read a bit for you, uh, just not good enough. We have remnants of the relegation season still there. We can't accept it. It's an embarrassment for the football club. And you and I came in that we were turning around a ship that was heading in the wrong direction. There's a lot of work to do. Everyone has to question themselves. That's not good enough. All of us, myself included, have to do better. You can feel sorry for yourselves because it's unacceptable or you can fight back. So. Get him out now. He's he's had months to change this. I know. This is now almost April. We are a week, just under just over a under a, over a week away from April, which is the end of the season. Right. He can't really be saying, Oh yeah, we're turning this massive ship. Well, it's the end of the season, so the ship's either turned <laughs> around or you're no good enough to do it. Yeah, the ship should now be docked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Nielsen doesn't realise he's part of the problem because he's just the same ship from the exact same mould as what got us relegated. Aye. We've literally just changed a few parts of this ship. <laughs> Aye, a few modifications. Um, I took a few, a few more notes through that terrible first half. Um, I guess most noticeably was the big penalty shout for Barona Rangers as well. A bad back pass from A.D. White. Uh, the streaker, the streaker, way. <laughs> We've had a pod streaker. <laughs> yeah, we're doing this podcast night shift here, half ten. Um, the striker uh, got a lot of contact from Ross Stewart. Seen them given? Could have been two 0 before the bloody break. Um, there was a on the thirty-six minute. Andy Irvin swung in a really good set piece, and if you remember this one, Castanier absolutely air shot his header. Could have been a goal, you know, I'd say most professional footballers would have at least got that on goal or maybe just off target, not missed the ball entirely. Goodbye, yeah. Castanier. On that, um, on that, uh, the chance that Broad Rangers, the penalty, the, the player should have scored, to be honest. He was he was through one-on-one and he kind of shot out of it because Ross Stewart was coming out. 
you're going to take the contact anyway. I'm, I'm glad they didn't, obviously. But, well, I mean, it doesn't fucking matter. They would have won 3-1 instead. But the, the player should have scored. And the ref took a while looking at that. There's, we're lucky there's no replays or anything because it looked like it could have been a penalty. Uh, it's one of those, if, if there was VAR or VAR light, then it probably mm. would have, could have been a penalty. Yeah. But it was just another simple ball in behind. No bother. We've no idea what to do. What do we do? The ball's coming in the box. Yeah. Well, it, things got a bit worse a couple of minutes later. If you remember this sequence on the, the 38th minute, there was a mistake from Andy Irvin giving the ball away just outside the box. Um, Brora had a, a shot blocked. The ball fell to GMS, who then tripped up, giving the ball back to Brora just outside the box. Uh, and then Berra had to had to find a foul uh, setting up Brora for a dangerous free kick. And you're just sitting there, one 0 down, approaching half time, going, "What is going on?" <laughs> um, and just before half time, uh, Macanef had a, a powerful effort on goal. Uh, it was a good save from the keeper, and that was really the best chance we had in the half. The commentators were quite funny with uh, a lot of the shots that Hearts had. They were like right at the keeper and they were like, whoa, what a save. It was brilliant. Yeah, they were really dramatic. I know. Uh, Halftime stats, 61% possession for the Hearts. Eight shots, five on target and five corners. So quite high percentages. Just a shame none of them went in. (laughs) And Robbie Nielsen hides behind these stats. Yeah. Yeah. These stats look good every week. Every week we have shots on goal and shots on uh, shots on target and high percentage, but the performance is fuck all because the teams are letting us do it. Right. Well, you know, quite a damning stat. Broda obviously had 59% possession. They had five shots and two on target. Highland League football team getting five shots and two on target in the first half against Hearts. That just shows you how bad our defence is. It's so disjointed. that You could tell that whether they had played before, it was, it was. I'm not sure, but not in that formation, the four of them, but they just looked like they had no idea where the other person was. Halkett looked extremely uncomfortable at right back. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel sorry for him because he's not a right back. He's he's barely a centre-back this season. <laughs> yeah. Let's, uh, well, let's dissect the back forward a bit more. Um, A.D. White, he, he didn't have to do too much defending, I'd say. He was doing a lot of Running down that wing, how Jenky done overall? We've can, we've been keen to see White get a good a good bit of minutes under his belt and have a watch. Yeah, I thought um, Ad White's always going to put in a shift, but I just don't think it was his night. Um, I'm not going to speak a bad word about him. Golly, <laughs> <laughs> bad are you? Aye. Um, Berra once again was gave away a goal as is tradition. Um, <laughs> Him and uh, Haran didn't really look comfortable together. They both looked like they were trying to do the same thing. You can tell Haran's not played much football. He's probably not played at centre back for a very long time as well. So, yeah, to have have Berra alongside him, ideally, you think, oh, that's good because he's got loads of experience. But Berra's an absolute bomb scare now as well. So, it's probably not going to make Haran feel any more comfortable. And like I said, Halkett's not a right back. I don't know why on earth you would play him at right back. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. It's not like Broader Rangers had a really tall team that they were banging long balls up to that were really good in the air or anything. So you thought, well, maybe if you play a tall guy at right back, he can he can help with that. They didn't. They kept it on the ground mostly when when it was the game was close and only started booting it up the park when they were winning two one in the eightieth minute. Yeah. Um, so Castanier went off 
for Liam Boyce at halftime. Um, any any last words on Castanier? So we'll probably never see him play again. I'm sure he's enjoyed picking up a fortune living in Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Yeah. Do like just on that? Do we have who would we play? You and Henderson oh, instead hell. of Castanier. <laughs> Uh, genuinely be surprised if we see Castanier play again. He's came off at yeah. half time against Brora Rangers. I'd, 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 yeah, no, play I a pair of shin pads or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we'll see him again. Is Moore still at heart? Good to get the youngsters a run out. Oh, Parry, don't, <laughs> don't break my heart. Uh, into the second half, it was very similar to the first half. The first five minutes went really well. Uh, playing a much higher tempo Better balls into the box as well. And uh, Nandwile got on the, the end of one of them, uh, sending a bullet header just wide. Uh, so felt like we were getting there and we'd maybe bring it back, but we didn't. Eh? Um, pretty scrappy stuff. Uh, 58th minute, uh, Hammy. McInef went off for Henderson. So you were saying he's uh, he's getting a fair whack of abuse online, is he? Aye. Um... When when I say online, I'm, I'm more pointing towards kickback and everything, but they they're not they don't seem to have taken to him, um, you know. And to be honest with you, right, he was sold as us as a sort of box to box midfielder and um, powerful runner, powerful worker, and everything like that. But like I said at the start, he's just not being utilised that way at all. It's like a, a sitting deep lying playmaker type slash defensive midfielder, I guess. And, and that's just part of, you know, our midfield aren't making these breaking runs. Um, and when they do, it seems to come off for us. Like when Halliday gets into the box at times, he's, he's scoring goals. I mean, yeah. but it only happens once in a blue moon. And um, yeah, I just I just think he's, you've got to think he was bigged up quite a lot. We were all looking forward to seeing him because that was the ideal player that we needed, but mm-hmm. it's just not suited to him. The way that, and then that, and I, again, I don't think that's on him. We're just not playing that way. Um, you know, we're crying out for a box to box midfielder, but the way that we play it doesn't fit a box to box midfielder, if that makes sense. I think it does. I think he's just, I think he's a good player, and I think he's following what Robbie Nielsen's trying to tell him. And I don't, I don't think it's working. I think if you went, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna have a Europa League level center mid who's played and proven himself at the Europa League level as a good player. And we're going to have Andy Irvin, who's a good young boy from Hearts, so we all know what he's capable of. They'll be our two centre mids in the Championship. You'd probably be buzzing. You'd probably be like, yeah, that sounds great. But they just seem a bit clueless. Yeah. And they're both young boys. Yeah. So. Remember when they signed McInef as well? Like, we spoke on the podcast and basically said, like, oh, it's brilliant. He's obviously going to come in and take uh, Andy Halliday's position. And we'll see less of Halliday now. And that's not happened. He's actually played with with Halliday. Like yeah. it's been a bit bonkers that. So did 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 we miss Halliday tonight? <laughs> <laughs> did we miss Halliday? Nah, not giving him that. No, nah, okay. I think um, I, I I think the issues were at the back. I mean, if anything, we missed Pepescu tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we did. Why did we keep the? Why didn't we keep the consistent centre backs going? I'm, I'm confused with that. Hey, at least one of them. You know what I mean? Like why yeah. the one consistent you've put on the bench? Aye, 
I think it has something to do with being fucking Broder Rangers. That's fine. We should be able to pump Broder Rangers. <laughs> do you think Robbie Nielsen went, I can't play better than Popescu? I can't do that. Because if we lose because of them, then I'm definitely here. At least I can go, <laughs> oh, well, wasn't it my fault? <laughs> oh, dear. Perhaps, eh? Um, where are we? So, McInef went off. Ewan Henderson came on. How Jen Key he done this evening? He was fine, aye. Um, he, he made some good runs. Broder were set up well. Um, it does baffle me that the, these teams prove that they can set up well and they can defend well. And they look at us and they go, look at all, we have about 10 more coaches than them. All the players are getting paid 10 times more than them and we can't do it. So, mm-hmm. They were just physical. They were they were good at stopping the ball coming in, and when it did come in, they were winning the ball in the box, and we just ran out of ideas. Yeah, I think uh, like you say, Broder did set up well. I was just about to say, how do you think the rest of our midfielders fared? Speak about Andy Halliday. I think it was maybe uh, sorry, Andy Irvin. I actually think that could have been Irvin's worst game for us, but I think that's because Broder targeted him. They didn't give him any time on the ball. And they sat so deep, he couldn't play his, his silky long pure low balls. That sounded a bit dirty. Play his long balls over the defence and, you know, play boys through. Yeah, they 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 done well to isolate him by putting a, a centre mid and having the striker drop a bit deeper to, to cause him problems. But they could do that because they knew that Hearts were playing a high line and their two centre-backs were Peter Harron, who <laughs> I'm pretty sure he just came back for a fucking year out with a knee injury or an ankle injury, and Christoph Berra, who's 54 in three months. so he he knew he could press on Irvin and if he did win it back or if his centre midfield centre mid sorry pressed on Irvin and won it back they were through and that's how they almost got that penalty and that's how they did get their first goal Mm -hmm. I'm going to say something now very controversial most controversial thing of these now (laughs) get ready Paddy (laughs) Gary Mackay Stephen was very good tonight the amount of good crosses GMS put into the box, the amount of times, albeit a, a low-level footballer, the amount of times he beat a man, I think he showed, showed us exactly what we thought we were getting tonight. And I can only hope it wasn't just because he was in the Highlands and he knew his pals and family be watching. I hope he can keep that up now. <laughs> Because I think he's finally showed us what we wanted to see. I'm not saying he was an 8 out of 10, but he was, instead of a 1 out of 10, he was maybe a good 6 out of 10, I'd say, tonight. I'd, I'd say, say he was our best player. After Boyce, I'd say he was probably our best player. Or Nondwili looked a bit lively, but Nondwili did miss chances that, that GMS did set up for him. So yeah. Is that how far we've fallen, that a good performance for us is a 6 out of 10? <laughs> at at Brora. Yeah. <laughs> I'd maybe give him a seven. It's maybe even harsh. <laughs> I thought he was all right. I thought he was all right, to be fair to him. Um, right, so we get to the next goal, shall we? Um, there was a, a massive save made, maybe touch on, on the 67th minute. I'm not sure if it was Halkett or Berra. I, I thought it was Halkett. Hartstarter said it was Berra. Uh, powerful header, and the keeper just blocks it away. Got a low kind of hand on it. Um, but yeah, that happened. And we scored on the 69th minute. Nice number, if anything. Um, Christoph Berra. What did you make of that one? Yeah, 
good header. Um, he made up for his error for their first goal, but um, it wasn't like I was buzzing. We scored. I was more just like, fucking finally. Like, yeah, Robbie Nielsen's going to win this two one, and then we're just going to move on to the next game and and not talk about how fucking shit he's been. <laughs> but no, thankfully Brora won, so we yeah. can fucking bitch about Nielsen. Yeah. <laughs> thankfully, just four minutes later, Simon, they did. Uh, an unmarked, an un- unmarked man at the back post. What is going on with our defence? Eh? This is the problem. Like, I don't think they really know each other. And and although this is op- an open play thing, if you're playing a back four that you're not used to playing with, set pieces matter as well because you've not had the time to train with them. You're not used to where they're running to. You'd think that with the system they played, you can just swap in anyone in and out. But people are going to try and forget their jobs and and lose their man and. Ball watch, essentially. Get drawn to the ball. Aye. Terrible. Um, I never, after they went 2-1, I never bothered taking any more notes. It was <laughs> it was pish. It was done. I knew we weren't going to score again because after that, Brora sat back and there was not a chance in hell we were getting a goal. We can't break down a team that played in the Highlands. I take my hat off for you to take notes after the first goal went in, to be honest. <laughs> oh, I was writing Frank uh, very heavily, Paddy. <laughs> that was that. Um, we will never forget this defeat. I'm sure we'll remember this, the, the game for the rest of our lives, sadly. Um, but do you have any final comments on it before we, we park it for now? Fuck Arch, fuck Nielsen, fuck off. <laughs> Ideal. Right. It's um, just by the way, it's a top news story on BBC Sport. So I've had a few Hibs fans text me already. It's <laughs> fucking great. Oh, my phone did not stop the whole game. <laughs> Always when it's going badly. Yeah. yeah. And it's been going badly for a fucking while now. <laughs> like my battery's almost dead. It's been one of those nights. Um, right, Hammy, will we go over to you now for some out of context jambles kickback? Away and don't talk a lot of shame. Oh, course. baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, aye, I'll start off um, with um, some of the, the fans' reactions to uh, Castanier. Um, obviously, he went off at half time, so this was before the game had even finished. Somebody says, uh, We got a receipt for him. Mm-hmm. As I've said in the match, said Castaner is really pushing Pereira as the worst player ever to pull on the maroon. P.S. I hate that away strip. So even the strip didn't get off lightly the night. Um, not trying a leg, shouldn't play again. Another shocking signing. Who looks at these players prior to signing them? Genuine question. Total shite. Only we could sign Freer and Roberts and then find someone else even worse. I thought you'd like that one, Patty. Um, I decided to put on my wellies and jump back into the official Nielsen out thread. Now, this thread has been going since November last year. That's how <laughs> bad it's been. Um, and this was just from tonight. Again, Jamal's kickback went down a few times at 90 minutes. So this was still whilst the game was on. Um, no matter how this ends up, heads have to roll. This is utterly shocking and it's been coming. Someone else says, I suspect there's many like me who no longer have the energy to push against this pish and acceptance of mediocrity. That is Robbie slash Anne's hearts. We're a fight. We're a fucking sham of a club at the moment. 
Someone says, pathetic coach underneath a pathetic owner in charge of a pathetic squad. Burge is the ultimate problem. A fucking joke of a woman. Nielsen is an extension of her, as are the players. With someone else saying, hope he walks. League is won. Let's get someone in who knows what they're doing. Another one says, 100% has to go. Can under no circumstances be in charge next season. It is time to drain the swamp at Tynecastle from top to bottom. Another one says, losing to Aloe in the League Cup was bad enough. Losing or even scraping through against Brora is criminal. Again, this was before the game had finished. Aside from a 6-2 game against Dundee and the Cup games against Hibs and Celtic, this has been an awful season. There are no signs of progress. Recruitment has been shocking. Nielsen has to go. Another one says, all jokes aside, this has been coming for months. Everyone has been saying, it doesn't matter how we play. This has been coming. And I, I, another thread I've seen popped up, and um, which probably um, is, is, is probably a wee bit worrying, it's not a penny more. Um, millions wasted in this squad that finished 6th, 6th, 12th, and now struggling against ProRat, yet Hibs, St. Johnson, Livingston, etc. fare much better with far less resource. Another one says, you love the club, but you have to send them a message somehow. Stuff this. The rot has to stop. I won't be renewing unless he's away. No way. I've had enough. The club's a fecking joke and Bud should be damn well embarrassed. What a mess. I love this club, but no more with shit managers and players. And so it went on with a lot of people saying that we're going to stop the Foundation of Hearts contributions and that we're going to, they weren't buying season tickets next season if... Um, if Robin Nielsen's still in charge, and I sort of feel that, I know you put it in the chat earlier, Jarvie, that the fans have now turned. There was there was even, like, just what I was saying earlier, even at the weekend, there was still people going, it's fine, we're winning the league, nothing's wrong, wait till next season. But now there has been such a dramatic change. Yeah. And if, um, if people are going to start, you know, not donating money and not buying season tickets next season, then that's going to be a problem. Yeah, no, and, and Budge's brother is going to have to actually get a job. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, on that note, um, I've never really been a Budge out person. I think no matter who the, the chair the chairwoman is or, or the, the CEO or whatever you want to give her title to, the buck stops with the manager. I always feel like that. But looking at the time that Budge has been in and looking at where we were to where we are now, there's got to be some sort of responsibility taken from her. And I know she's transferring all her shares to uh, the foundation and she'll be stepping down the year after that as well. But mm-hmm. really, it's been fucking embarrassing. What you list there, sixth, sixth, relegated, now struggling here. Yeah, so the so we went in a championship. We obviously won it. And then we finished third with a caveat that there was no Hibs and there was no Rangers in that league. Yeah, um, so we should then, have been winning it. Yeah, then the next season... Was Carthro's season? I can't remember. Was it sixth we finished, and then sixth again? And we thought that was awful. Yeah, I mind at that time being like, "This is shite." That was a bad time. Aye, and obviously back Carthro. <laughs> 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 yeah, interesting, Hammy. Um, just on on our Instagram page, we posted the the famous banner. <laughs> 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 No style, no bottle, Nielsen out. And yeah, there's a couple of comments here saying the same. One going as far to say that they've never been Nielsen out. Uh, this is Harrison Dot McLeod. This is the first time I've ever said Nielsen out through both his first and second reign, Pish. And I think that I've really noticed a lot of fans 
similar. A good friend of ours, we won't we won't name him. He has been uh, you know, he's actively argued with many a Hearts fan on Twitter for well, since November, saying to back the manager, it's not his fault, it's the players, etc. And he himself tonight <laughs> said enough's enough. <laughs> it's, yeah. uh, it's got to that stage now, and it's just so similar to when the it was the protests out, outside Tencastle for Levine. I, I, I do worry though that do you think do you think they're even aware of how much it really it is? Do you, do they pay attention to Twitter? They're probably told to stay off Twitter. They're probably told to. I doubt they'd ever go on the kickback or anything like that. So <laughs> there, gen, there is employees do read kickback. Oh, okay. Um, Fuck them. Sponsor Jumbles kickback. Remember. Yeah, no, but like I meant the players. Do you think any of them oh, actually care? Um, no kickback, but they'll all be on Twitter and that. Yeah, hundred percent. I hope Elliot Fear listens to this podcast. <laughs> I don't. Just for his mental health, man. He's probably a nice guy, but he's just a fucking shite footballer. <laughs> oh dear. I'll tell you what. Like you were saying, Paddy, Dick Campbell would not put up with this. He would have not got beat at Royal Rangers tonight. Not a chance. There was um, Montrose. I think we're playing Nairn County the night. Another Highland League team. Yeah. Aye, but Brora Rangers are like the Celtic of the Highland League. You have to remember that. They've barely lost a game like for five years. <laughs> you seem that's to like, be firing a lot of excuses out at the moment. That's like when you're, if you're in school and then like you're a bit of bat or something, they go, Dinny, you're in S6 and he goes, Dinny, he's, he's supposedly the hardest first year uh, in, that, in that group, by the way. Think about it now. <laughs> Uh, to be fair, that is a smashing analogy. <laughs> um, interesting one, Hammy. Fans starting to say um, stopping their payments to the Foundation of Hearts. I think if anything's going to make and budge make a decision, it's going to be that. It's going to be the finances. But that would need to happen on such mass to really make an impact. Well, what we're in, we're nearly in April. And I imagine we're probably getting near the time where season tickets for next season are going to get put on sale yeah I've been wondering um, obviously, obviously it's probably going to get delayed a little bit until they know exactly if fans are going to be in and things like that but things are continuing to go well so you'll probably see a, an announcement I would imagine soon and if the uptake isn't big then yeah that might be the straw that makes the camel's back sadly mm-hmm. oh. well, worst case scenario fans stop giving the foundation money Nielsen stays on, and then we have no money in the summer to bring anyone in. But <laughs> Nielsen next summer, next season, and we've got a shite squad. Right. Oh, sorry, we can't fire Nielsen. We've not actually got the funds to fire him. So, yeah, well, there's that too. If anything, there should be a GoFundMe. <laughs> Pay Nielsen off. GoFundMe. <laughs> Nielsen out. Donate now. Pay him off. <laughs> That paying everybody's courts bill is really not looking like a good idea now. <laughs> no shit, yeah. Was that uh, and Budge has made some uh, seriously questionable decisions over the years. I know, now we're putting under a magnifying glass. I'm Budge out more than ever. <laughs> Thank you, Hammy. Um, I remember a couple of months ago we'd say, like, I think uh, guys on kickback just need to calm down a bit. You know, everyone's stressed. We're all at home. Pandemic. And now we're like, oh, fucking absolutely. Graham for one <laughs> You'd argue they're not angry enough. 
Oh, how the times change. Right. Um, I was going to say to, to kind of work towards the end of the show on a lighter note, um, but now we'll, we'll just touch on our broth uh, <laughs> on Saturday. <laughs> our 0 nil draw. Uh, terrible. Uh, despite the, the lack of ticket sales, there was a thousand viewers on the stream, which I thought was interesting. Um, albeit most of them will be our broth, but there you go. It was absolutely awful. Uh, Robbie Nielsen set us up with a tactic of playing long balls. Um, keeping in mind that Gayfield's right next to the sea. Very strong winds. A lot of the balls were just going all over the place. Into the stands, pretty sure one of the balls ended up in the sea. Um, the first half was absolutely fucking dreadful. Um, Arbroath did play really well, to be fair to them. Uh, that Tam O'Brien, 10 times the player of any defender we've got at the club, <laughs> any centre-back, and pretty sure he's part-time. Um, one of the main talking points was no Jamie Walker at all. Uh, not even an impact sub coming off the bench. No idea why. Uh, GMS was absolutely hopeless. Uh, we were so terrible, in fact, that for the last five minutes, Dick Campbell finally got off the bench and told his team to go for the win. <laughs> <laughs> that's, Aye, that's Dick Campbell, who, by after the game, in the post-match interview, he asked the... Um, the interviewer guy if Liam Boyce was German like how I, that's a pretty ner- German name to be honest Boyce Liam Boyce <laughs> <laughs> and the guy went uh, no he's from Northern Ireland and he went oh is he fucking <laughs> <laughs> loved it Campbell uh, but not as much as their commentator the firmer uh, whose power was unbelievable. You thought tonight's pronunciations of Nanduli was bad. This guy like didn't even attempt it. It was unbelievable. <laughs> and on the 85th minute, and I'm not kidding you, I, this is to quote the firmer on commentary. He said, shout out to Harry for fixing Susie's curtains. You'll be able to get changed the night with nobody peeping Susie. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is going on in our broth? And it just shows you, right, these are the teams who are giving us a good go. (laughs) It was an absolute Dick Campbell defensive masterclass. It really was. Uh, They absolutely deserved that point on Saturday, and we deserved nothing. Um, Game stats on that one were horrendous. I'm quite scared for by our sale. Uh, 53% possession. Five shots on target. We're in for a seared one. Um, let's just quickly wrap through some news and speak about the upcoming Scotland uh, internationals, shall we, boys, to try and end on a bit more of a cheery note. Um, Imagine Craig Gordon in that camp at the moment. Everybody will be ripping the shit out of him. <laughs> oh, poor Craig. Um, Paddy, what's your thoughts on this? Uh, che Adams deciding to join the Scotland camp now, now that we've qualified for the tournament. I'm all for it. Beggars can't be choosers. We haven't got a striker <laughs> that's really anywhere close to being as good as he is. So, yep. Welcome to the team. Aye, fair play. What, what is this play? just another Iwalumu? But I know he was obviously actually Scottish, but had a good Premier League reputation, came in, done absolutely shite. <laughs> it could be, but I don't think... Um, who was the other boy we were playing up front in the qualifiers? Dykes. I'm not sure he's actually scored this year yet, so I'm I'm willing to take the risk with Che Adams. But he's fucking tremendous for Scotland, man. 
That is true. Yeah, he's a big target man as well. It's like Giroud at the what was it, the World Cup of the Euros? No Aye. goals, but playing ninety minutes, part of the link-up play. Dykes is kind of like that for Scotland in a way. Aye, if they could, if they can get them both playing up front, then looks good. Aye. Um, what's your thoughts on the other ones? Obviously, like you said, Paddy, Craig Gordon's in there. Um, Davy Marshall's still got this ongoing back injury, like we spoke about weeks ago. Um, it looks like Craig Gordon could be playing these ones, do you think? Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Paddy. Thank you, Paddy. Um, Simon, Grant Hanley's always a controversial character. I don't he's like getting that. pretty old now, though, isn't he? Oh, what age is he? He's younger than us. He's only 29. <laughs> right, moving swiftly on. Uh, final controversial call-up. Kevin Nisbet's been called up. What do you reckon? I mean, this is, get how you get, this is how you get called up for Scotland. You play really well, you score loads of goals, and when you get benched and decide that you want to leave and potentially play for a bigger club than Hips, you get called up. It's all about <laughs> ambition. <laughs> Um, and just thinking about the games uh, Hannah you're very quiet you're no doubt just absolutely trolling Jambo's kickback over there but <laughs> how do you expect us to do against uh, Austria and Israel again? Um, Austria with the amount of players that they're missing there's like 16 players or something for the German leagues that yeah. aren't getting called up you've got to hope we can get a win there and I, I just can I don't think I'll watch us play against Israel because I just can't date anymore. It's just <laughs> another one win for Israel. <laughs> They're so bad against them as well. Eh? We've got um, the Faroe Islands as well. I'll watch that. We should win that. <laughs> <laughs> That's Scotland's Broader Rangers right there. <laughs> oh, <don't. laughs> um okay, so we'll see if we get on. Uh, here's an interesting one for you. Jamie Walker, uh, he was on the, the Edinburgh Footy Show podcast and he's hinted that John Souter's got one eye on the Euros this summer. You a bit concerned about that? Yeah. As a Scotland <laughs> fan and as a Hearts fan. Yeah. <laughs> I was concerned that John Souter had to like be in a seated position all the way to the Highlands, never mind play football <laughs> in a tournament. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you understand any Scotland player who's sort of ever been on the fringes or ever been in that squad is now desperately trying to get fit and get in form because there's no guarantee that this is going to happen again anytime soon. Mm-hmm. We we really, 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 we scraped through into that tournament. We had to use a qualifier for people who didn't qualify and we won it on penalties. And I mean, I'm absolutely fucking buzzing. It was one of the best nights of lockdown. Mm-hmm. But I can't see it happening again soon unless we take a huge upturn. So I, I'm, I don't blame them. I think all players should be, be aiming for that because it's only good for their career if they are. Uh, yeah, I've heard James McFadden's back out of retirement. <laughs> <laughs> if there's one player that deserves it. Yeah. Just just for sure, but you, you'd really worry, you know, if he's saying to Nielsen, like, I'm absolutely fine, you know, get me back in that first team now. I think I could get in the Euros. If he rushes himself back to try and make that and gets himself injured, like he, he could end his career. You know what I mean? And he also, need- no offence to John Suter, it's, it's not really a slight on him. I can't see him playing anywhere at any level to get back in that Scotland squad. He would have to be imperious every single game for 90 minutes, never make a mistake for Clark to even look at him. 
Yeah, you would. I agree with that. Absolutely. Like the equivalent of Craig Gordon, but in the centre of defence. Even better, because there's there's more players in that position. Mm-hmm. Well, like it's even Sorry, it's even more worry, worrying now with the amount of pressure on Nielsen that he might actually play on. Yeah, could be. Could be coming soon. Moving seamlessly on, one of the Scotland centre-backs, Declan Gallagher, has been linked heavily with Hearts in the last week, um, along with Aberdeen and a bunch of clubs down south. Um, do you find this news pleasing? Could we get him? I mean, I'm just getting dressed up for dinner not to be taken out, so... <laughs> <laughs> he would be... An, after tonight, he would be world-class signing. Um, <laughs> generally, any other time, he'd be a great signing. We, we desperately need a centre-back. Um uh, we're, we're actually, to be fair, we're in desperate need of about three centre backs, and he's he's shown that he's he's come back from you know fair play. I'm coming to prison uh, and playing at um, a great level, international level. And I think we'll be struggling to get him, to be honest with you. But, uh, especially after tonight, it's like why yeah. the fuck would he want him to us? <laughs> but um, you know, hopefully, there's no nothing wrong with putting a contract in front of him and seeing what happens. Yeah. I think uh, 30 years old, experienced centre-back, great for Scotland, but he's been shite for Motherwell. I think he's fell out with the club. He's arguing with uh, with fans on Facebook, apparently. Like, he is just... The, the social media platform matters as well, eh? If you're arguing with fans on Facebook... <laughs> I don't know. It's not even Twitter. <laughs> Showing his age, Simon, that's why. <laughs> 30. <laughs> Sounds perfect for hearts. <laughs> it does. Um, I think he seems like a good uh, putting that aside he seems like a good character but you know somewhat a right hard bastard at the back playing with John Suter next season you know we could have potentially have the Scotland centre back pairing for a year or two if all the stars aligned so let's just keep our fingers and toes crossed I think he'll go to League One for you know twice the money but <laughs> I think he's 30 years old and you couldn't judge him for that yeah you know I mean? so short could you we shall see. Um, Daniel Stendel done an interview with Craig Cairns uh, earlier in the week. I'm not sure if you heard this. And he got questioned quite an interesting one. He got asked why he kept playing Joel Pereira uh, in goals through his tenure. And he said it's because he was better with his feet than Bobby Zamal and Colin Doyle. So I asked Cameron to give me a feet rating <laughs> for Joel Pereira. And he said, well, He's got better uh, better feet than hands. So a three out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, I think he forgot that he still needs to make saves. Yeah. I mean, I 100% agree with Stendhal, but his job was to stop the ball going in the back of the net and he was absolutely awful at that. So Yeah. yeah. He just had to get a shot on target and it was a goal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, and speaking of goalies, uh, just again stealing content from other podcasts, uh, Jamie Walker on the, the Edinburgh Footy Show made a really good point. Thought this was interesting, right? So he said, if we had Craig Gordon in goals last season, we probably wouldn't have got relegated. Well, be that. And if we had Lionel Messi up front, we probably would have scored more goals as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, think about how many. Like you have to do, like think, remember back how bad Joe Pereira was. Like if we actually, if he actually was capable of making saves, we probably would have had like at least another four or five points from last season. Yeah, 
I remember there was a game, I can't remember what one it was, but I'm gen- I think there was about three shots on target and we conceded twice. And Come I said, knock. was it? Come on, I'm pretty sure I said after the game, if I was in goals, we wouldn't have lost that game because the shots <laughs> were straight at them. We uh, definitely it, wouldn't have had me. <laughs> if it wasn't the Kilmarnock game, I'm going to back that point up by saying against Kilmarnock, they had three shots on target in like the first 15 minutes and they all went in. It did like right through them as well. So I, I, you could have had a Sunday league keeper in and we would have probably not got relegated. Are you still on the books at Man U, man? That's so, fucking mad. Gives, gives me hope. <laughs> I don't know. They unloan at Huddersfield. I wonder how their season's going. <laughs> That, that was all your news. Hopefully that's uh, lightened the mood uh, for you, Mr. Listener or Mrs. Listener. Um, and before we go, we'll go over to um, to Hammy now for buy or sell. Since there, oh, sorry, I should rewind that a wee bit. Should say there's no uh, no Cameron tonight. He's just absolutely raging. He's he's just not capable of being here tonight. He can't control himself. And as we're recording on a Tuesday instead of a Monday, Jolly's unable to make it because his baby somehow is on a different rota from a Monday evening. <laughs> I don't know how babies work, but it made all the difference for them. I couldn't get the annual leave in time. <laughs> <laughs> um, just before we, we go to you for a buy or sell, Hammy, um, fuck this a wee bit. But at home to the mighty Queen of the South on Saturday, uh, a team who played us off the park really quite recently, um, albeit away from home not long ago. They've been pretty good uh, away from home this season as well, notching up five wins out of seven on the road. Um, however, had a shock defeat at the hands of Morton last weekend. Our home form remains fine for now. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the last bastion of hope. We're no losing all the time at home. <laughs> uh, could be Nielsen's last game if we lose this one anyway. <laughs> if we're not away by the weekend, that's for sure. Hammy, buy or sell, what have you got for us then? So, I'll go straight into the uh, Queen of the South game and then I'll give you a wee rundown of last week because um, I think this one could be good. So the first question, Hearts v Queen of the South, will Hearts win? No. <laughs> sell. <laughs> Fuck off. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm going to buy it, but I'm not confident. I am buying it as well, very sheepishly. Um, I'm gonna buy it as well. Oh. Cameron put in his vote for that. What did he say? Cameron, Cameron did put in his. And he put this in before the game tonight, and he's bought all of them. But we'll get through them. Harry, <laughs> I'll buy that as well. Oh, straight back. <laughs> um, right, the next one is over. 62% possession now in the last game um, when we drew 1-1 with them we had 66% possession so over 62 yeah I'm going to buy that I think teams just let us have the ball they don't give a fuck I'll buy that too buys 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 I'll, I'll sell it Hammy I think um, I think how vulnerable we are <laughs> they could come to Tincastle and try and just fucking go for it. They're on a good wee run as well, aren't they? They are. Yeah, they are the currently the form team in the championship. Could get what the position are they? The the form team. So they, they, over the last six games, they've accumulated the most points. Mm-hmm. I, are they still the bottom half of the table though? They no, I are think they're mid-table. Currently, the sixth. 
Yeah, but Paddy, there's like 10 points between second and last. Aye, aye. Somehow we managed to get a 15-point gap before it all imploded. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're sixth. So I'm, I'm going to sell that one, actually. Um, I think our possession slat, uh, stats are actually going down. Yeah. But, um, and, yeah, I don't... I, oh. And the next one, Hearts to score over 1.5 goals. Um, here's a wee stat for you as well. Hearts have just scored just eight goals over the last seven games. Now, to put that a wee bit further back, because I know before tonight, everyone at the weekend was saying, we're nine games unbeaten. Come on, what's everyone moaning about? We've won five, we've drawn four of those nine games. We've scored 12 goals over the last nine games. And four of those goals, a third, came in one game. <laughs> wow. Jeez, How's so, he still on a job? <laughs> um, so all hearts score over 1.5 goals against Queen of the South. Queen of the South have conceded 42 times this season. Yeah, I'm going to buy it. Buy tentatively. Yeah, <laughs> I'm selling. I'm selling. Ooh. So you reckon we're going to beat them one 0 Or it might be one one. I believe you don't win. win. What was it? You bought one though, no? Hedging my bets. I'm sure they're getting a point somewhere here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll buy that. We always have one game in a in a fucking array of things where we score, like you said, four goals, and it just happens. Yeah, and it covers up the months worth of shit that we've been fucking dealing with. Um, so the next one's a bit of a mix-up. Hearts and Scotland to to achieve a combined seven points before we next record. So obviously we're playing Queen of South, and Scotland are playing Austria on Thursday, and then Israel on Sunday. So there's nine points there. Well, no. we be selling. Sell that right away. Scotland yeah, be in Austria and Israel. A- very high line sell, 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 Paddy. I'm definitely buying that. Come on, yeah. Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna sell. Um, so Simon, you're buying three, selling one, Jarvie buying one, selling three. Paddy bought them all along with Cameron, and I'm two and two. So nice. Last week's, so we'll just go back, we'll cut the run over them. Hearts over oh, 62% possession. Every single one of us bought that. None of us got it. Um, Armand Nandwili to keep his scoring streak alive. He did not. Uh, me and Cameron were the only ones to buy that. Use three sold it, so well done. Um, over two point five goals. You, everyone's, everyone sold that apart from Cameron who bought it, so he gets no points. And fun. Hearts had to have over four point five shots on target. We only had two. We <laughs> all bought that. <laughs> Every single one of us bought that. Uh, so, oh fucking hell, man! <laughs> Simon Jarvin Paddy, you've done all right. He's got two points. Um, I got one. Cameron bought them all. Got none. So, yes, that's what we like to see. <laughs> so the scores as they currently are, Paddy still at the bottom on 29, but Yard slowly chipping away at that gap. Um, next is Cameron on 32, so only three points off. Jarvie, you're next in 33, and at the top with a very small gap now, 35 points is myself and Simon. Oh, it's quite it's really close, huh? 
Hi, man. Who's Paddy, two the shots fact. on target against our bro? What the fuck, man? <laughs> Dick Campbell masterclass. That's what happened. So, um, what we our three goal average as well didn't move. Um, we still need, I think it's 33 goals now uh, in seven games. <laughs> Just you, hold on. Hold on for the joy that's going to happen. How many more league games are left? Seven. Uh, 28 games, isn't there? We've played 21, so seven games left. Seven games, seven rounds to go, basically. And we've also got the season-long predictions. It's going to be close. Is there not only 27 games? Oh, aye, there is only 20, 27 games. Yeah, so six, so games six left. left. All right. How many, how many clean sheets does Craig Gordon need? I think it's There's done. not enough games. <laughs> <laughs> well, remind us of your bet, Paddy. For any new uh, listeners out there. I owe Hammy £15 because I bet that Craig Gordon would get 15 clean sheets or over. <laughs> Hammy bet yeah. under that. Hammy is a wise man. <laughs> 15 is a lot, though. That I shouldn't have been. Aye, Hammy absolutely fleeced you. He's never getting 15 clean sheets. You're saying we're only conceding in 12 games this season. Nightmare, Paddy. What have you done? <laughs> just um, generally, just one more stat, by the way, just to go on about how our season is. So we've now, after that game at Arbroath, we've dropped 17 points this season out of 63 available. And the season, last season we were in there, the 2014-2015 season through the whole season there was over 100 points available we dropped 17 points so we've now equaled the drop points for that season and we were definitely playing worse teams uh, better teams sorry so we dropped yeah. against Dumbarton Hibs Falkirk and Rangers all season that was it this season we've now dropped points against Dunfermline Dundee Wraith Queen of South Morton Inverness Cali and Arbroath it's nearly a full house almost yeah terrifying and there's seven weeks to go. Hammy, I completely forgot to ask you um, some pre-arranged questions with regards to the championship table and some stats which you shared the other day. Do you want to tell us about that just now? Well, well it was really just that uh, we're 16 points clear at the table, at the top. The three teams below us, they're all on 30 points. They're now closer to the bottom of the league, which is only 13 points of difference. And they're all only eight points clear of second bottom. That is just, it, I put some up, I said last week about how we're winning this league pretty much based on the teams below us not being able to do anything. And that, it, that's how anyone, close it is. If anyone put together some sort of performance this season, we would be in trouble. The mm-hmm. team, um, the Wraith, who are closest to us on goal difference, they're ninth in the championship form table. They just cannot put <laughs> any performances together at all. And that's, Helping us out massively. That's mad. Uh, James McPake must be punching his walls every night going, how <laughs> did I manage to fuck this? I was speaking to uh, uh, my one of my friends who's a Dundee fan and he was slating James McPake. He says that for over a year now that they've been wanting him out. Uh, and I was like, tell, tell me more about how much you hate James McPake. <laughs> Every time like I've been on the Dundee Twitter for some reason, just every post is like, how is Jack Hamilton still in goals? <laughs> <laughs> because when he shows up against Hearts. I don't know, unfortunately. Well, I think that's us, boys. I think we've, we've vented, we've got off our chests. I'm sure we'll all sleep the night, that's for sure. <laughs> um, 
So thank you for your time once again, and uh, a special thanks to Padman's Productions for as copious amounts of editing time as ever. We've tried to keep it as clean as possible. Um, if you aren't following us on social media already, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at hearts underscore podcast. And if you'd like to send us an email, it's heartspodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe, even leave us a nice way review and spread the good word around social media. Uh, if you're listening on Apple, you can leave us a five-star review and rating. It's always appreciated. So until next time, keep washing your hands for the hearts. We'll see you again soon. Fuck hearts. Thank you.